Hello everyone, welcome to the Moose Lodge, where the wheels are always spinning. I'm your host, Chris Feria, and today I'll be joined by special guest Stephen Piscotti, outfielder for the Oakland A's, to discuss his mother's battle with ALS and his experiences with individuals with disabilities. Let's keep the wheels spinning. Thank you, thank you, Stephen, for joining us today. Um, could you please take a minute for those who don't know, Tell us who you are and what brings you to our podcast today. Yeah, my name is uh, Stephen Piscotti. I'm a Bay Area native, born in Livermore, California, and um, spent my whole life, you know, here in the Bay Area. Um, grew up ba- playing baseball and um, played high school ball at Amador Valley locally, and then was fortunate enough to go <laughs> to uh, Stanford and. Um, that was obviously across the bay, but got to stay, you know, close to home and that was a tremendous experience. And then, um, you know, currently I'm a professional baseball player. I play right now for the Oakland A's. I was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals in 2012 and, um, was in the minor leagues with them and then got called up to, um, the big leagues in 2015 and have been there ever since. So, um, you know, that's a little bit about me. I know, uh, your producer, Josh, pretty well and, uh, to hop on with you guys so i said absolutely all right and we, we thank you for coming on and the reason why we wanted to have you on is because as a professional athlete and then also in all your travels along with that and the different things that you've seen you probably had some interactions maybe knowingly or unknowingly with individuals with disabilities maybe positive or negative can you take a minute to speak to speak to experiences you may have had with individuals that have disabilities yeah, um, you know, I think as a baseball player, um, you know, I've been blessed with a pretty tremendous um, opportunity to get to meet a lot of different people. And, um, you know, there's certain times, you know, during the year where, um, you know, folks with, with disabilities will get to come out onto the field and um, I get to meet them and, um, you know, talk to them, um, you know, before games and that sort of thing. Um, also a lot of fan engagements, um, you know, the A's do a tremendous job. The St. Louis Cardinals did a fantastic job as well of, um, you know, getting us out into the community, community and, and meeting all sorts of people. And, um, you know, oftentimes there would, um, you know, be people with disabilities and it was always great to uh, get to talk to them and, and make them smile and laugh. And, um, you know, they're, um, you know, some of our, our biggest fans. So it's, it's really cool to, you know, kind of get to know them a little bit. And so, um, you know, baseball has been a, a pretty cool, um, you know, avenue for that. Right. It is. And you know, what, what draw, what drove me to your story and the fact that you may have a little bit more stories about, um, individuals with disabilities was obviously the story of your mom and how that brought you from St. Louis back to the Bay Area, back to Oakland. So, um, for those of you, some of you may have seen the story of your mom on ESPN. I know I have, I know Josh obviously has you probably, talk to Josh about it, but can you take a minute to tell that story if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, um, I don't mind at all. In, um, in 2017, um, my mom was diagnosed with ALS, which is a um, neuromuscular uh, degenerative disease. And um, unfortunately it attacks your nerve endings and it's just a slow and um, eventual progression, um, unfortunately to death. Um, there's, there's no cure and that's just, um, one of the tough things with ALS. And so she was diagnosed in 2017. Um, I was playing with the St. Louis Cardinals at the time. And, um, you know, that was a very tough year, um, for me personally, obviously, obviously our, our family was, 
um, you know, having a tough patch um, and wasn't playing well on the field and that sort of thing. And um, it, was, it was a tough season. And then in the off season of that year, um, I got news from my agent that um, there would be a trade and I was getting to go back to Oakland to be closer um, with my mom. And um, it wasn't something that I asked for. It, it just happened. And um, it was really, really important. I loved my time in St. Louis, but, um, you know, going to home or going home was uh, very important to, to, you know, be there for my family and be able to help my mom um, with things that you know, she would inevitably need help with. And, um, so that was a big, big change and um, got to um, come home and be in Oakland A, which is pretty special for me. Obviously, the circumstances, um, you know, weren't how anyone wanted it, but um, to get to play for my hometown team was, was pretty cool. But um, especially having my mom come to games and, and watch me, um, or she would bring me to, you know, watch games when I was a kid. So, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, what happened. And then in, in 2018, um, on May 5th, my mom passed away. Unfortunately, she had a very um, aggressive case of, of ALS. And, um, you know, that was a, a sad time um, for sure. But, you know, leading up to that, um, you know, you, we were talking about disabilities and, um, you know, ALS robs you of the ability to walk, to speak, and, you know, and, and eventually to breathe. And so, um, you know, we had to figure out a lot of things as a family um, as the progression increased. So, you know, I mean, we, my mom started in a, in a wheelchair. Um, and so we had to put ramps and things all throughout the house. Um, we purchased a, a van that had a, a wheelchair um uh, ramp into the car so we could take her places. We actually, one of the fun things we did was we bought a, a motorhome. Um, our family always loved camping and um, it was ADA accessible and she was able to get in it. And I would take her all over the town, honestly, in the RV, but we'd also go, uh, you know, camping and that sort of thing. So, um, but then, you know, that, that only lasted so long. And then eventually um, she wasn't really able to, to move much and, um, you know, we did a, a lot of things around the home, making the shower, um, you know, easily accessible. Um, you know, she wasn't able to bathe herself, so we would have um, some of her closest friends come, and we we retrofitted retrofitted the uh, the bathroom for that. And um, you know, th there was a lot of different things I could probably go on and on, but um, you know, when she didn't have the ability to move whatsoever, it was uh, it was us. Um, making her move, so um, right, the we were there. Right. And then I saw lots of videos on the footage of you having to feed her and sing to her and things like that. So I, I give you a lot of credit for taking that on, you know, with with your lifestyle and everything else. And I give a lot of credit to your agent for working it out so you could go home. And it's a it's mm -hmm. a you know, it's a tremendous effort on your part. And I I totally get it. It makes me think of my you know my family and Josh's family and how much we have to put forth and how much our parents and things like that have to sacrifice. So it reminds me a lot of, of those types of situations, which mm -hmm. brings me to my next question about stereotypes. Even though we're dealing with a situation with your mom, we're talking about this, but you may have seen some stereotypes geared towards that or geared towards disabilities in a way, just because she wasn't a wheelchair. So, you know, you can take a minute to speak to stereotypes you may have seen or experienced or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think society as a whole has um, grown up quite a bit in the last few years. I remember growing up when, um, you know, I think there were 
jokes made, whether it was TV shows or sometimes in movies that um, you know, j jokes would be made. And, um, you know, at the time, I don't know that it was accepted, but it was just more um, common, I feel like. But I, I really do feel like society has you know, grown up a little bit. Um, I, I hope that trend, you know, really continues. But, um, you know, you, you have things in, in popular culture, whether it's like I was saying, TV and movies, you know, kids get really excited about those sorts of things. And then they're, they go to school the next day and they're, you know, saying those lines over and over again. And, you know, I, I'm sure that can be incredibly hurtful. And, um, but I, I do feel like I'm seeing a trend, you know, in society where that, that's um, hopefully stopping. But um, I, I know that they're out there and, and you know, hopefully we can uh, all raise, you know, awareness and, and, and uh, a lot of arguments to, to cut that out. Yeah, I think that's kind of a big thing. So when you touch on a good thing, there is a society is growing. But, you know, my fear as a person with disability is that we always have to fight that. We always have to fight that no matter what. And I'm not contradicting what you said, but today I think of social distancing, right? And how that's, you know, been a barrier for not only for everyone, but specifically for individuals with disabilities because we lost, Josh and I lost our outlet, which is power soccer. So, you know, I think that, I hope that in this time, it really forces everyone to come together and hopefully those stereotypes are gone and our outlets come back and they're they're more powerful in the future, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So, so with that, um, I just wanted to give you the chance to um, add anything else you want to add or, you know, um, give you an open floor here in this situation, so. An open floor? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about anything. Um, no, I, I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, I do have, I'm not going to name the person um, just because I haven't uh, asked her previously, but, you know, we have a, um, a member of our family who's, um, you know, has a learning disability and um, that doesn't, you know, affect how she's viewed in, in our family. She's actually one of the more loved uh, people and, and, and we love her a lot. And, um, you know, everyone I think has their own, you know, personality and that, that's what's most important. Um, you know, I really appreciate what you guys are doing to talk about it. I think, you know, we were, I was talking about it early in the, um, in the podcast, like, you know, just bringing up the awareness and, and making sure people are under, understanding that, you know, everyone's got the same feelings and it doesn't matter if you're disabled or not. And so, um, you know, I think that's, that's really important to continue to talk about. And I think that's going to help, you know, society grow up. You know, I, I really think you have a good point there. The whole point of this podcast was to spread a message of positivity towards the community of the, towards the community of disability. So that's really a good insight there. And I appreciate you being, you know, you're, you're a prof professional athlete, but we asked you to be open and we asked you to touch on your human side a little bit, which is hard for someone in your position to do. So I really mm -hmm. appreciate that. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to do it, guys. So thanks for coming on. Josh, you have anything you want to add? Oh, I got nothing. I should say I want to say thank you to Stephen for coming on and showing his story. Sounds cool. good. All right, All right, All right. cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, say hi to Carrie for me. All right, we'll do. We'll talk to you later, guys. Cool. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that. I'd like to thank Stephen for coming on, and I'd like to thank my producer, Josh Berger, for connecting us. I know that was a difficult story for Stephen to tell, but hopefully this helps get our podcast off the ground. And please remember that at the Moose Lodge, 
Our handlers are always open for more content.